0: What's up, everything? We've only got one game to talk about this week, but thankfully, the NHL has provided us with plenty of news and notes to discuss, including the firings of Joel Quinville and John Stevens, and more fodder for our Senators' Sadness Summit. This episode may be recorded for quality assurance purposes, so let's get started, and let's go Blues! And by go, I mean go sign Joel Quinville right now! back everyone. This is the two guys no cup podcast. It is Thursday. It's actually a Thursday this time, mm-hmm. November 8th. We are here recording from our cramped and s- slightly smelly studios in the backseat of an Uber.
1: <laughs> but we're going to tip, don't worry. He was getting one star.
0: <laughs> Is that how they do it in Uber? I don't know, but sure. Um,
1: have you ever been in an Uber? I am not actually. Because mm. I don't live in.
0: I don't go places. <laughs> so I don't go places and I don't get drunk. I don't have that
1: much reason to get in an Uber. Steven's more of a Lyft kind of guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hate Uber. It's Lyft all the way. What's that weird third one? Isn't there like a ride app or something? Anyway. Mm.
1: Anyway. Taxi cabs.
0: These are like these people that are like, can you still use PayPal? And we're like, no! (laughs) Finmo me that shit. Anyway, we're having a good time. (laughs) So uh, we are here. It is Thursday. Uh, We are here to talk about so much NHL news and notes. We are gonna have fun. We're gonna talk about why our team is failing us. You know, the usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there any... I feel like I'm forgetting things I need to announce. Let's announce this. You're not here next week. Mm-hmm. Someone will be here next week. I can't tell you who this, who that is. It's because a surprise. It's a surprise. And I definitely know for sure. Uh, and then the week after, you will probably be out of town and it will be Thanksgiving, but we're mm-hmm. going to try and do an episode We'll give you details as we know them. Mm-hmm. We plan very far ahead here at the Two Guys No Cup podcast. And you can find out more by following us on Twitter at Two guys, No Cup, all spelled out in words. And give us a follow on Instagram. And we have a brand new YouTube channel where you can see our wonderfully designed uh, campaign ad, Attacking Jake Allen, put together by our wonderful friend 14th and Clark over there on Twitter, Wonderful. I love it. I love it so much. I don't care that my voice is in it. I just love how he edited the wonderful video. So thank you so much for that. Give us the old subscribe. I don't know what we're going to put on YouTube, but there will be stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll figure it out. Um, So without further ado, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. I feel like there will be swearing. (laughs) So if that's a thing that you're worried about know in advance that it will probably happen there's always some i just feel like this week could be more we're overall happy we've only got one game to discuss and it's a win but there's so much weirdness going on so why don't we go ahead and get started this week we're gonna change the schedule and we're gonna start with the game because it was boring Mm -hmm. and it's the least interesting thing we have to talk about you went correct (laughs) <laughs> was this, this was yes. one of your season ticket games, right? It was. Because they give you all the real exciting rivalries, like the old Blues-Hurricane rivalry. Yes, we Is got... Is Captain Lee still on the Hurricanes, or has he moved on already?
1: Oh, our boy Stepnier? Was he? I don't think he was hurt if he was there at all. Uh, I don't remember seeing him. We're gonna Google. Keep talking. I don't remember <laughs> seeing him. Yes, I. my father and I have 12-game season-pack tickets that are the value plan, which just means they're cheaper because you're going during the week and Currently you're playing. a free
0: agent. Pick them up, Dougie. <laughs> we need them. Make him Making the captain. We're all about it.
1: But yeah, we see the hurricane and we see Las Vegas. No, not Las Vegas. Eventually, we Las did Vegas. Go to Vegas. Yeah, that was a different game. Yeah. I bought. I bought them tickets. Well, I bought these tickets too. What a sucker! I suppose I bought all the tickets. Don't worry, folks. We don't have any connections yet. I'm doing this just for free tickets eventually.
0: But if you're listening, we'll take it.
1: Yeah. I'll take these. I'll take River City Rascal tickets. We'll never criticize
0: the team ever. We we don't. We hardly criticize as it is.
1: Jake Allen is our savior. I
0: think he's the best goalie in the league. He just needs to figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blues versus the Carolina Hurricanes. This is a Tuesday night. Braden Shen out due to soreness. mm Upper body soreness? Mm. They somehow made upper body, lower body even more mysterious. It's very strange. I don't know. He he doesn't like it here. I think that's what it is. (laughs)
0: is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You think he's got a sexually transmitted disease. (laughs) I think he's getting traded.
0: Like that time that Tyler O'Neill missed games with the Cardinals for definitely having an STD? Anyway.
1: Mm. Go on. <laughs> exactly. Nah, soreness. Bowmeester scratched. That's pretty dope. Ooh, he had soreness in his Bowmeester. That'll get you every time. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, do we want to talk about Mike Yo's comments about Bowmeester now? Yes! Okay. Why not? Let's just toss it in here. So, Mike Yo. Crap on Mike Yo Day. That's what this is. Essentially said, not verbatim, more or less said, <laughs> that they weren't playing Bowmeester on Tuesday because Bowmeester was still recovering from his hip surgery. I didn't do that well.
0: I know how to whistle, but it <laughs> he didn't tried. come out.
1: He tried, just like Jay Bowmeester tried. Yes. With a broken hip.
0: He's trying my patience, that's for sure. Um, this is
1: bad for your coach to say. Uh huh. Because
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> he was playing Jay Bowmeester like 19 plus minutes on the top pairing. Uh-huh. When Jay Bowmeister was still recovering from a hip injury. We always hear about... Before
0: he was as recovered as he must have been on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Because that's how recovery works. Well,
1: it could be degrading now because I they've guess. had him in so long. Who was it? I read somewhere recently that there was a rumor going around that he's done. Bomeister? Yeah.
0: No, he's playing on <laughs> Thursday, whenever, Friday.
1: Really? I think so. I thought we were going to scratch him again. I guess not.
0: Well, um, Pareko wasn't in the lineup, so it's hard to know okay. if he'll be back.
1: So, basically, I'm of two minds with this Mike Yo comment. A, if he knew Bo Meister was hurting, why play him as much as he did? Like, that's irresponsible. In terms of, like, the player's health and, like, the team having the best chance to win. And B, if he didn't know this, why isn't Jay Bo Meister telling him or, you know, the team more informed in that regard? It just seems real shady all around. Or this could be Mike Yo's, like fallback as to why he's scratching him now, sort of. like I believe Jay Bo Meister is hurt still. But like he's like, oh, i got to give him a reason for why I'm not going to scratch, or why I am going to scratch him. And it can't be because of like just poor play, period. He's like, oh, he's recovering from his hip surgery, guys. And I'm like, well, that's like... Here's, uh, here's yeah. what really frustrates me. It's getting hot in here. I'm taking off his jacket.
0: Aging is a thing that happens. Every player that's ever played a sport professionally eventually got too old and too worn down to keep playing that sport. That's a thing that should be easy to admit. Mm-hmm. But with Jay Boaster, Mike Yo will find every verbal hoop he can jump through to avoid admitting, yeah, he just doesn't he's just lost a step. Mm-hmm. And we need to limit his exposure. Which is, you don't even have to say that. You can just move him to the third pairing and pay him, play him 11 minutes a night. Even if you respect him too much. Even if you are paying him too much. Whatever mm-hmm. the case, to just bench him permanently. Yeah. You can move him to a third pairing and say, eh, you know good to have veteran presence on the lower lines. And we'd all...
1: Everyone would understand. Right. No one's going to be up in arms. Nobody's going to be like, Mike, don't you want to tell us the
0: real story here? But with Bowmeister, he's constantly making an excuse. And then with every other player he decides to bench, he'll just openly just... Patrick Maroon is really scuffling and needs a reset. Mm -hmm. Robert Thomas needs to clear his head. It's like, okay... But why are you putting those players on blast publicly? Which, at least the maroon thing is true. We'll talk about that more later. The Robert Thomas thing, as much as it grieves me to admit in hindsight, might have been a good idea. I don't think the four games was a great idea.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But he certainly came out of that like a renewed player. And we'll talk about him more later. But, you know, I just don't... I. I don't get why he's trying so hard to protect Bomister. Like, by his own admission, he's on the hot seat.
1: His job should be in question. That he
0: her his words, not mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why is Bomister the ship he's willing to go down with? I don't like. That's just basic preservation at this point. I'm sorry, Jay, but. You're getting paid five million this year, whether you play or not, mm. and I want to have a job for the rest of my life. You know, not that he'll be coach forever, but you know what I'm saying. Like I don't want to be fired mid season again. That probably means I'm done being a coach in the NHL mm-hmm. or a head coach, at least. You know, I just i sorry, I didn't mean to take us on that big of a diversion. No,
1: I wanted to talk about it because this was the second scratch, and the Blues. Spoiler alert: stayed. Under three goals allowed, they stayed exactly to one goal allowed, just like the last time they scratched him. Not all Jay Beomester being scratched, but it doesn't but look, it great. Like, it doesn't look great. It doesn't
0: look great. That there's too much. There's too many games for that to be a coincidence. We've played what thirteen games now, mm-hmm. and you've two of them you've scratched Jay Beomester, and both of those you've allowed fewer than three goals. Did he mm-hmm. miss the very first game of the season? Just with injury, was he one of the guys that was hurt? I don't think he was. No, I
1: think he played the first game. So
0: literally the two of the 13 times that you have not played him have been the only times Mm. your team has allowed fewer than three goals.
2: Mm. You started
0: both goalies in those games, by the way, so you can't even pin it on one of them. I don't know. We'll talk about it later, but I think the problems with this team are pretty clear. Yeah,
1: one of... The few positives to this game, other than the win, is Mm -hmm. that we kept the Hurricane to under three goals. Yes. The rest of the game, as we'll find out... We won this game. Sure didn't look like a win. This should not
0: have been (laughs) the game that saved Mike Yeo's job for another
1: day. This was most certainly the game they'd just fire him after, like uh, the Kings fired their coach after a win. After a 4-1 win. Mm -hmm. Yep, should have been. Could have been it. So, in the lineup you have, because Shen is out... And they moved Thomas up the line, up to the second line. You had Schwartz, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Fabry, Thomas, Perron, which is a pretty pretty dandy of a line. Uh, Maroon, Barbashev, Sundquist. Oh, it was the fourth line. So in there you also have Sanford, Bozak, and Steen. Gunnarsson, Petrangelo, Dom Pareko, Edmondson, Schmaltz. I was a little iffy on Edmondson on the third pairing, but he got his time. So And I think pairing a guy that's, I don't know, quote-unquote a veteran at least compared to Schmaltz in terms of, like, games played... Is a better idea than pairing them say with like Dunn or somebody And then you had Chad Johnson and Net. This is his second start I believe Second
0: start, third appearance I Okay.
1: Think. Yeah, in relief he looked eh He looked pretty good against Anaheim when he played
0: He looked alright, yeah. I don't know about great
1: Not great, pretty good, but... that's alright We'll do a little back and forth hand motion yeah. He looked eh, <laughs> you can all picture it You see what I'm doing <laughs> um, First period Blues goal, Ryan O'Reilly's fifth of the game, and he had no more the rest of the game. <laughs> um, it was at 11.57 of the first period, assisted by Terrasenko and Petrangelo. Petrangelo pinched in on the right side and poke-checked the puck away from a Hurricane player. Tarasenko recovered the puck, takes it low oh in the right circle, God, backhands it to Woo! O'Reilly, and O'Reilly puts it past McElhaney.
0: You know, we have not really given Tarasenko the credit deserved because we criticized I mean all of us corporately criticized him real early in the season mm-hmm. and since then he's been pretty good now he's at about a point per game I think he's 13 for 13, 13 yeah for 13 and his passing has been so yeah. good this season
1: I know we all
0: thought that O'Reilly would be the guy that like found the chemistry to make him a 50 goal scorer but for whatever reason He's made a bunch of passes to O'Reilly that have just been lights out, and this was one of them.
1: I've, I wonder... I am
0: fine. I mean, like, yeah. honestly, it doesn't matter. I'd love Tarasenko to be a 50-goal scorer, but if Ryan O'Reilly's going to be a 100-point... I mean, I don't think he'll stay on that pace, but he is on, like, a 108-point pace or mm. something.
1: I'll take it. If, I don't really care, at the end of the day, who has the goals. If he's still hot, if he stays hot for most of the season, you know, a few dips here and there, I could see O'Reilly getting close to 80 yeah i could see it happening i mean you watch the guy play out there and you can see him achieving that many points like he's just trying every single shift Mm -hmm. like what's gonna drop off is luck or other players performance around him i don't think ryan o'reilly's gonna go in a slump in the sense that like he's just not putting it together anymore you know what i mean it's everything around him might not be working uh this is a really good goal. He's on an 118-point pace. <laughs> I think I was trying to do the math in but the hall the other day away, for that.
0: Even if you take away the second two goals and just given the first one, he's on a 107-point
1: pace. Oh, really? When I was so. walking through the hall at work the other day, I was trying to figure that out. I'm like, if he's got 19 points in 13 games, I'm like, that's over 100. Mm-hmm. Quick math. This is a really interesting goal just because Petrangelo on his pension... Uh, when he got the puck over to Tarasenko, he kind of does a little circle and back.
0: He's on his pension. He's the old one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Badoomps. Uh, <laughs> old people
1: pension jokes. The kids will love it.
0: <laughs> That's how we rake in those, uh, 500 followers, by the way. Woo! That's nice. Anyway,
1: go Some on. Some of them are, Thank belong to the AARP, I'm sure. one
0: of you. God, one of them's got to, you know?
1: Shout out! If shout out to us if you're on in the AARP <laughs> and you're listening to two Guess millennials the old talk hockey. on your landline. Yeah. I don't know. I just like his Petrangelo. You can see him in the uh, screen. He circles back around to see the goal get scored, and it's almost like he's kind of surprised and maybe happy he was a part of it. Or that any goal score, man. I got a
2: point. He's
1: jacked all on his own, off to the side, like hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, later in the period, fourteen oh one. Uh, Fabry gets his first goal of the season, his first goal since, I believe, mm. December of 2016, which was a hat trick, I believe they said, too. So, man, you go a whole year and a half, more than that, to have having like never scored a goal, and the last goals you scored were hat trick goals. This is a really nice goal. Uh, Thomas, his
0: last goal was on oh, a hat trick? I think
1: it was hat tricks, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, this goal, Thomas takes a hit along the left boards to make a play, because that's how hockey works. To Fabry, who enters the zone with the puck, passes it to Perron to his right. Perron passes it back to Fabry, who gets it past the Hurricanes defenseman and goes forehand backhand on McElhaney. This was kind of like slow. Maybe it was just slow motion because everyone was so excited. I was so excited. The sponsors were so excited for Robbie Fabry to score again. But that forehand backhand is like the slowest forehand backhand, I swear. It's mm-hmm. not actually, but I think I just knew what he was going to try and do. <laughs> and I think McElhaney knew what he was going to try and do, but McElhaney is a terrible goalie, so yeah. he's like, what can I do? Uh, the place was pumped for Robbie Fairby. That place was jumping for that goal. That's probably the loudest I've heard it in a really long time was people were so psyched for that kid. Mm. Uh, he's. I think he's been playing really well. How many games has he been in now? Four-ish? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's looked really good. I think he's... he's I know there might be a little bit of a drop-off eventually just because he hasn't played in a long time, you know, kind of like a whole other rookie season. But as of right now, he looks amazing. I think he's looked really good We've with we talked about Peron, in the past. Thomas, yeah.
0: And if he plays, you know, adjusting expectations now, it's ex- missing the first 10 games. If he plays 55 mm-hmm. games on a full season and gets like 25 to 30 points, thirty to 35 somewhere in there like well that'd be well that'd be year?
1: insane a 55 55 games with like 30 40 oh, points yeah,
0: that's true so 25 points yeah. whatever that'd be a huge success oh, yeah. for me if he just is healthy at the end of the mm. year and has built that endurance up
1: that's what i mean it's just stepping stones from him at this point you just want to be able to produce slowly and get more comfortable and he looks like it it doesn't look like he's um scared of contact or trying to make plays and taking hits and things like that Carolina power play goal after Fabry's goal. Uh, Jacob Slavin at 1934. Man, when this happened, I was like, oh, Blues, no. Late period goals are the worst. They're such backbreakers. Slavin fires a wrister from the point past Johnson. Johnson is screened by Williams. No one's really clearing him out. It's a power play goal. I think that someone just kind of missed having a net front presence trying to help um, Johnson see around anybody. It was a nice goal. It was a little bit of a broken defensive play by our two guys out there i believe it was pareko and i can't remember the other one but it was it was okay it was just the fact that it was under 30 seconds left in the period but thankfully the uh, hurricane took a penalty blues on the power play o'reilly with his second goal of the night his sixth of the season with five seconds left in the first period tarasenko collects the puck in the right corner passes it along the boards behind the net to bozak who finds O'Reilly at the left dot for a one-timer really pretty bang 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 play this got the crowd going too. I mean, now it's three one after the first. You're feeling good. Blues were out shot fourteen to eleven, but I think this is by far. Well, it, it doesn't matter what I think. It for sure was their strongest period. Mm-hmm. After this, folks. I mean, no other goals are scored outside of O'Reilly's empty netter, and it was bad. The second period the saw second was, yeah, oh, Hurricane was shot show. thirteen shots to three. The crowd got a nice Bronx cheer after like I don't know eight nine minutes with the blues without a single shot registered third period blues outshot 12 to six a little bit better but man it was still it was still all hurricane and i tell you what if the hurricane wanted it a little more if the hurricane had a little more confidence and weren't playing on a four game losing streak i I think they take the game because the blues just looked discombobulated yeah Dunn had a few really boneheaded passes. Uh, Thomas, as much as I liked him, I thought he looked good for most of the game. Did have two really big turnovers. Uh, one, where, one where he skated it, or he passed it back into the defensive zone after we had just gotten it out to like move it up because we'd yeah. been hemmed in the zone. And I know that was like his best kind of open man option, but I was like, no, we just spent a minute in the zone. <laughs> and then I think another one where he was behind um, Johnson he was trying to pass it out front to somebody in front of him just missed the guy and I went straight to a hurricane player who I think rang it off the post and was like Ooh I fear yeah,
0: I feared for Robert
1: Thomas close friends of
0: mm-hmm. the old Chad Johnson these days and right?
1: then speaking of Chad Johnson I thought he had like a really I thought he had a strong game he looked he, I, he looked very boring back there honestly if you watched him unremarkable
0: I think that's the thing we want to be careful with and we'll talk about goalies later we get to it every episode eventually. we always for one thing, the the Hurricanes lead the league in shots. So they're just peppering the net. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're great high-danger chances. You know, because if they're taking the first shot that kind of presents itself, it's not always going to be the best shot they could have taken. So I don't want to read too much into that. Johnson stopping, what was it, 36 or 38 or something like that. But at the same time... He, I don't think Allen would have performed the same. And we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. I think peppering shots on net is exactly how you kill him right now. Yeah. And so, it was a great performance.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, I thought the most remarkable thing about it was rebound control. There mm-hmm. were not a lot of rebounds for the Hurricanes, and which is pretty remarkable for a 39-shot game for them, that none of them, I mean, more likely than most of them weren't rebounds.
0: And that's the thing, is like, Our defense needs to improve drastically, for sure. Oh, yeah. But this team is so much better than it is right now if it just has a steady, fine Mm -hmm. goaltender. Like, I don't even want to say Dubnik. He's even better than what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But like Luongo at this age, short of (laughs) guy, you know, like somewhere in that range. That's just like, okay, he's there. Ben Bishop, there's a great example. Like
1: Yeah, that'd be perfect. I don't think
0: he's spectacular or ever really has been. I love him. I'm not insulting him. But like that kind of guy where it's just like, okay, but he's going to make like the saves that have to be made, mm-hmm. you
1: know. Blues got a shot 39 to 20. Blues won face-off 60% to 40%. Both Hurricanes and Blues scored one on the power play. Blues had four. Hurricanes had five. Pelly minutes pretty even, eight to ten for the blues, sixteen hits across for both teams. And then the blues had by far the most giveaway or by far a great amount of giveaways of fourteen giveaways to or the hurricanes four. Like I said, Dunn, Thomas, Riff games, O'Reilly, Johnson, best players on the ice for the Blues. Everyone else just kind of there. I thought Thomas, Perron, and Fabry looked pretty good. They looked fine. Bozak Steam Maroon. All right. But yeah, generally it was just kind of of man game. I'm glad when I came home and I looked on Reddit and, you know, online and on Twitter that other people felt the same way because I kind of thought I might be on crazy pills. I was like, okay, they got their shots doubled again or, you know, outshot by a wide margin again and they just didn't look very good. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm being negative, but it seemed like everyone seemed to be like, yeah, they didn't look great. It was a very mediocre performance. What did we
0: finish with 16 shots, right? 20. 20.
1: So but we got we got like three of them real quick at the end yeah
0: that's 20 is not good enough and less than that it certainly isn't mm-hmm. it was just not a good, it just wasn't i mean i don't think there's any other way to say it but chad johnson and ryan o'reilly excelled mm-hmm. and the rest of the team was outplayed
1: yeah ryan o'reilly's first career hat trick I would have That's thought true. he would have had one before that. It's
0: very strange. And it's weird how that stuff works. Do
1: you ever feel like empty net hat tricks are their hat Shouldn't tricks? count. They all count. Their no, goal not, counts. Right. But it's like, really? Yeah. It's really, Ryan? Fun. I mean,
0: maybe on your first one it doesn't feel cheap, but the rest of them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let don't me know, ask Ryan, you this question <laughs> before we move on to anything else. Do you feel like David Perron has leveled up, actually? Because I feel like... I mean, you and I just assumed, everyone, I think, just assumed that his whatever 66, 67 point total last year was a fluke of Mm -hmm. the Vegas Magic. And I'm not saying he's getting up there again. Yeah. But do you think that season may have given him the confidence he needs to be just a a really good NHL player?
1: Yeah, perhaps. Because
0: he's also above, sorry to interrupt, he's right at... He's got 11 points in 13 games. Mm -hmm. So that's what, like a 70-point pace, I would think, right about.
1: I mean, if he gets, I'd say if he gets over, like, middle 50s, you know, over 55 this year, I'd be pretty impressed. I think
0: one season, one other season. So he had 50 in a second year here, his first full year. And then he had 57 with Edmonton. And then he had 66 last year. What I didn't realize, what I always forget, is that his 66 last year was actually in 70 games. Yeah. So it was basically a point per game play, pace.
1: I think maybe going to Vegas and being kind of a veteran guy there, because they did have a fair amount of young guys there. I mean, they had Neil, and March or so, not super young or anything like that. And they had uh, their hometown guy, who I'm forgetting the name of, England. Mm-hmm. But I think he was kind of a veteran that the team sort of leaned on. Maybe that helped him feel a little more confident, you know? Like, he's been veterans other places, but I don't think he's ever been, like, the veteran in there. He's sort of, like, someone that has to help bring this new team about, so you kind of have to put up or shut up sort of thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. he just has to, he had to perform last year. I mean, the whole team, basically, that's how they had the performance they did. They said, we have, we just had to perform because there's no expectations on us. And maybe that sort of cleansed his mentality. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can just do whatever I want down here. And sort of, that sort of helped him level up in the sense, kind of, where you're talking about, where he feels like he can do more. Or he now he knows he can do more. Yeah. I'll be interested to see. I really like David Prahn. The only knock I've ever had against him, and I think it's really the only knock anyone can have against him, aside from his early career uh, offensive zone penalties, is that he's never been a playoff performer like, he's always been present in the playoffs. Like, I don't, well, I'm like, in the sense that I don't think he's a ghost. I feel like I notice him. He's doing stuff. He's not, not he's a out playoff there.
0: performer in the way that TJ Ashi used to be. Yeah.
1: He just doesn't score. Yeah. He's never on the point sheet ever. And I think it sort of turns into, I don't know, he's not the fastest player. And playoffs start moving faster. I've noticed him a lot in the early, his early career here because he was really good against, like, um, San Jose, and I think was he here for one of the L.A. times, too, where he just planted himself in front of, like, Quick. Yeah. And Quick would, like, start slashing his ankles, like, oh, we got a little bit of a feisty guy here now. And I liked that a lot. And so I think he brings that element. But I think that's the only knock I have against him or the only reason I'm holding my breath. But other than that, he's been a fine player here. And I think he's going to be, I don't know, I think he's got 60 points in him this year for sure.
0: Yeah, but, you know, even if
1: it's 55. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: We're paying him 4 million a year. We were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a steal. Yeah. Right now at least. I don't know. Maybe it won't last. But like even like regular David Brown that we had 2 years ago.
1: Even if he's getting 4 million yeah. a
0: year, that's fine. Even he's if he's still, getting
1: 40 points a year around there, that's worth 4 mil. He
0: still kills penalties when he when he's called upon to do it, you know. He plays a good two-way game. He's responsible. He's more of an agitator than most of the people we have. I just think, I mean, I think we all really were, you know, disappointed that day when it was Perron again and Bozak before the O'Reilly deal. Mm-hmm. And so I think we may be overlooked. And we probably over overpaid a little for Bozak, but man, I feel like, I'm starting to feel like we stole Perron.
1: Oh, we did for sure. And... Yeah, he could have been making what you said six million a year for three years somewhere else for sure yeah Montreal After a 66
0: point season in 70 games mm-hmm. I bet he could have made more than that to stay in
1: Vegas more than four by four with the way they're giving out contracts yeah, yeah probably
0: <laughs> probably would have made four by seven
1: <laughs> um you can stay here forever
0: <laughs> but yeah I just think I think we should celebrate him celebrate the things that are going right on this team at the moment um do we want to move on
1: let's do it that game was a non-game it was points we're five five and three we're gary bettman 500 it's bogus we're five and eight we're not 500 (laughs) don't lie to yourself
0: no we are not that's bad
2: all (laughs) right
0: uh good news for fans of matchbox 20 robert thomas is here to stay it's been a long day Always, and ain't that right.
1: Um, <laughs> those, those could not be <laughs> lyrics, like, and I would believe you, because they were just... It,
0: they are. I, I sounded like you. anything. I know just enough Matchbox 20 to pepper in the same seven references. That's,
1: that's more than the two I have. Um, he's not crazy. He's yeah, just that's the only one. <laughs>
0: well, um, yeah, so it's not official yet, um, but... Dio does plan to start Thomas tomorrow, which would be his 10th game in Mm. uniform, for those of you
1: who don't know. (laughs) uh,
0: The NHL has a policy with their various constituent leagues um, (laughs) that there's basically a slide rule so that if a player plays nine games or fewer in the NHL, the team can slide their contract back to, whether it's the AHL, in this case, the C- OHL slash CHL. Um, I guess it would work with college and, like, ECHL, too, but I don't know. I don't
1: know for sure. Uh,
0: but in any case, the idea is if they get a nine-game day nine game trial, basically, and if they choose to send it back before the tenth game, they can save a year of their entry-level contract. So... Basically what this means is if he plays in his 10th game, they're burning a year of his contract anyway, so that means he's up for good. He is here to stay. And I think I think he's earned it, especially mm. since the scratching. Um, I think he's looked really good and more and more confident. And he's made a couple of boneheaded plays, but he's made a couple of really nice plays. That play on uh, Fabry's goal was really nice. Uh, and he's getting more time out the lineup now, which, you know, is partly due to Shen being gone. But isn't. it's not a bad thing. And I think that's the thing where it's like, you know, it sucks a little bit that he's relegated to the fourth line when we're fully healthy right now. But the minute we have an injury, we need him here. Yeah. And I think if we send him back to juniors, he's there until the end of their season. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't touch him again. So... We don't have the depth at that position, ultimately, to really flirt with the idea. That's not me saying, well, the depth is the only thing stopping them. I think he's earned it now. But, like, he has to be here because Ivan Barbashev's an acceptable fourth-line center. And I like Barbashev. I'm not crapping on him. But, like, if you have to throw him into a second-line role, it's like, yikes. And we
1: did last year. We certainly did. We certainly
0: did. We threw Kyle Brodziak into one, and he was...
1: (laughs) adequate but um (laughs) you get a star for being adequate
0: (laughs) yo said i guess they're at today's practice i think the fact that he's in the lineup probably answers some questions for you guys which is tongue-in-cheek and i get that i appreciate that but at the same time (laughs) the last player that i think we made this decision with was robbie fabry i think he was the last under 20 that we had to decide you know juniors are up um and I remember distinctly there was like a big video package, basically where I th- I feel like it was maybe Jim Hayes was there or something, but they were like telling him that he was staying up, and it was a lot less questionable than this one because <laughs> the team wasn't as good, and Fabry was a bigger point, pretty- like he was a he was a pretty high profile young player at that moment. And so I I just, the contrast of that versus Yo saying, I guess he's staying up. Are you happy? (laughs) He's in the lineup, boys. Does that answer your question? I just think it's kind of funny. It's not a crap on Yo in this instance. Oh, it is. We'll do it plenty later. But it's just kind of funny to me.
1: This team has no fun anymore.
0: (laughs) That's true. Uh, He says, we've seen a lot of progress in Thomas from the start of the year. He does a lot of good things out there, man. He's getting better in a lot of really important areas of the game. So it's up to us to make sure that we keep providing the direction and he keeps, excuse me, buying into it because that's what he's been doing very well. He's been very coachable and he's really taking what we say and working at it. You can see a big improvement in his game. And I think you can. I think that's fair. I'm really excited to see what he can do as he continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Any long-time listeners of this show know that we both love Robert Thomas. He's so, okay. Um, excited to hear that. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, Pat Maroon expected to be, well, not, I think just is, going to be a healthy scratch tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um Well, let's read the Mike Yo quote, and then we can discuss. He says, I think it's been very frustrating for him, which is understandable. First off, you know how important it is for him to put the jersey on, put that jersey on, what that means to him, and how he wants to contribute. Secondly, he's betting on himself this year. We know how important that is. It's tough. We've seen a lot of good things despite him not scoring. His forechecking, his puck presence in the offensive zone, his physicality, his power play, all these things. I think some things can start to get in your head, and obviously confidence starts to play a part in that. I think maybe a little reset here can help him out.
1: You listed a lot of things he likes about Pam About know. a
0: guy that he's been Yeah, to. I
1: was like, okay. Uh,
0: I think in the abstract, I'm fine with this. Yeah. And I think the reality is all those things he listed have been fine in stretches. Mm-hmm. He had like 15 hits in the first like nine games and hasn't had any or has had like one or two since then. So I'm in the abstract. I'm fine with this, but it's just in the specifics. Like, is he drawing a name out of a hat every time? <laughs> I don't. I mean, you mentioned that earlier. I Tyler Bozak, your scratch. Jaden Schwartz won't ever be scratched, but he's been one of the more inconsistent players on this team. Mm-hmm. He's produced less than Maroon. Alex Petrangelo, you can't scratch your captain and your 25 minute a night defenseman. I just, I guess I just get tired of, and it's not just yo, mm-hmm. but like back at the time, um, we didn't talk about this on the show, but on the first game of the season, uh, is it Carl Alsner was scratched by the Canadians? Yeah. And he had like an Iron Man streak going. Was he the active, like, number one Iron Man? I don't think he was, but it was. He like, was a one long, of them, like, or, Yeah. game streak or something. And I thought that was really shitty at the time. And I still kind of do. But, like, I appreciate uh, French guy, French guy, Quo Julien's <laughs> willingness <laughs> to do it, you know? To just say, hey, I, don't I care. need to send a message. Yeah. I'm sorry, this sucks. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't like, F you, you piece of crap, you know, but like, or however you say that in French.
2: But,
0: (laughs) But, you know, I mean, like, in hindsight, I do kind of appreciate the willingness to step up and, like, punish the guys who actually deserve it. Yeah. Jake Allen maybe won't start. It sounds like Chad Johnson could start. But, like, he's played 11 of. 13 games so far he started 11 to 13 games he's been terrible he's not getting questioned or even reset i just i it just seems inconsistent i just don't want
1: mike yo here anymore that's (laughs) that's the long (laughs) and short of it
0: we'll talk about it more later um do you have any thoughts on that before we move on
1: i'm I'm okay with Patrick Maroon getting benched only because I
0: don't I really wanna stress I don't think that's necessarily even the wrong call. Mm -hmm. It's just kinda like, okay, so this is what today is.
1: It just sucks that we're in this position where we gotta bench people. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when you're when we were at this point last October we were high flying. Yeah. And there was no benching anybody, which makes sense. I get that. But it just I think having to bench people stinks because it speaks to where you are Mm -hmm. you're like well we got to get people going so we got to bench individuals we got to bench a different individual every game sort of kind or just find the weakest link and it's it feels really patchwork you know what i mean Mm -hmm. It's putting band-aids on a bigger problem like well let's do this then okay well let's bench that guy and i'll get that guy going and they go to the front of the class and then there's someone at the bottom of the class Mm -hmm. well we got to bench that guy now i guess and it's like you're helping a little bit. You're helping in small bites, but what you really have to do is take a chunk out of the whole elephant and fire Mikey up. <laughs>
0: that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And Oscar Sunquist has been in every game, and he did have the one big one, but it's like, okay, but, like, he's not the caliber of these other... I, maybe he's leveled up. I don't know. Zach Sanford leveled up, but, like... That's true. He
1: looked all right he's, on he's Tuesday.
0: fine. I just don't think he's... Like, Patrick Maroon on his best day is... not Far better than Oscar Sundquist on his best day. I just don't get it. it just It There doesn't seem to be a lot of consistency. Um, one place where there is consistency is that anything that can go wrong in Ottawa will go wrong mm. in Ottawa. Which brings us back to another edition of our Senator's Sadness Summit.
1: we have music for this? Yes. Okay. That you just talked over. Or... Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Dee we can do I can do, do, do it. I <laughs> do, do.
0: Um, uh, This is such an interesting story because it's one of those rare times where hockey and like current events clash, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's a big story. It's like a hockey thing is at the heart of it but it's really like a question of privacy and technology and uber which still isn't like totally accepted
1: everywhere and all that so hockey is the fourth sport so they're like the hundredth most important thing exactly
0: so there's a lot to a lot of angles to discuss here so here's the story for those of you who don't know it a video was released earlier this week that was filmed in an uber
1: watch that video
0: or don't, because it's terribly... Well, it's not really awkward. It's seven guys joking. You just sort of feel bad. It's fun. It is kind of fun. Um, the The seven guys in question are Thomas Chabot, Dylan DeMello, Matt Duchesne. Put the big... Uh, put that one up on the marquee. I should have mm. started with him. <laughs> Alex Forman, Chris Tierney, Chris Weidman, Chaminade graduate. Chaminade's own Chris Weidman.
1: Chaminade, what you knew,
0: up? You knew he was a bad egg from the start.
1: <laughs> what are they? The oh, egrets. I, I... <laughs> Chaminade egrets. Come and get it. I
0: was going to say the Lancers, but I don't think that's it. we we'll That's Lafayette. It. I know Lafayette. it is.
1: Lafayette Lancers, come there and get it. There could be two
0: things. <laughs> and Colin White.
1: Steven, for your information, because you've never been in an Uber, there were seven people, listed, which means they were in an Uber XL.
0: Oh, well, I figured they must have been, because... It was a big car.
1: Are we gonna talk about Not how the driver in it. asks them what team they play on? Yes, we and they are. say, and they say Ottawa, uh-huh. or Sen- do they say Senators or do they just say Ottawa? They I think they say just say Ottawa.
0: Ottawa. Are
1: yes. they? Are they in Arizona? They're um, in. They're in the Southwest region because they're on a little road trip. Anyways, this guy has zero idea what Ottawa is.
0: Oh, for sure. They're in Arizona. You're correct about that. I'm sorry, I'm really trying to figure out what Chaminade's mascot is. <laughs>
1: it's like, hard. You did not this like that I said
0: bills? Junior Bills? No, obviously not. No! It was a Oops. picture! It was a <laughs> picture. The whole picture was redwashed, okay? I don't deserve this judgment. We'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> the junior related. The junior Somebody
0: bill. out there's known the whole time and they're just so embarrassed.
1: The junior bills.
0: Uh, okay. So, yes, they say <laughs> that they are with Ottawa. And this guy maybe knows that's a city. That guy this is like neat. In the world. But I don't think so. Uh do you think he even has the frame of reference that this is like a. Ice hockey team? A sports team. The Red Devils, by the way. Weird name for a Christian school. Mm. What you gonna do? Anyway, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> now, back to my hunch. All right. So, yeah. Okay, they're in a car. We're back. Thomas Shabbat, Dylan DeMello, Matt Duchesne on the marquee, Alex Formant, and Uber Chris XL. Tierney, Chaminade's own. <laughs> Chris Weidman and Colin White in an Uber XL 7 men 1 car podcast 8 men <laughs> 1 car because I forgot the driver they have a conversation the conversation is bad but it's not really that
2: inflammatory
0: no. we've all said worse things or as bad of things about our boss to coworkers. I've done it and I love my boss You just do it. When you're frustrated at work, it just happens. I get that. Uh, The driver is filming them not for this purpose. A lot of Ubers have cameras in them for protection and security and that sort of thing. The driver is interacting with them a little bit at the beginning. Then they kind of take over. But he does at the start say, what team do you all play for? And kind of chuckle along with them. Uh, The bulk of the conversation is them crapping on one of their assistant coaches, Marty. His name's spelled Raymond, but of course, because it's Canada, it's pronounced Raymond. Um, (laughs) But if I just say Raymond, forgive me. Uh, One of the most inflammatory, inflammatory lines is, if you actually are listening during meetings, he doesn't teach you anything ever. It's not great. They're basically bitching about how they had the worst special teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Matt Duchesne says he's the only coach in the league to have the worst penalty, followed by the worst power play. First, worst penalty kill, followed by the worst power play in the following years. So it's not great, but it's not like I hate this guy, and want to murder his Yeah, there's
1: nothing anything. personal.
0: Um,. Matt Duchesne does say I boomeranged my Twiggy into the boards. I was so angry. So that's just fun hockey talk. Uh. So the video, the video on its own isn't really that bad. No. The let's let's talk about the statements from the teams before we talk about things. Guy Boucher had a press conference where he was basically worked almost to tears talking about how
1: really yeah how discount Marty, Bond villain
0: <laughs> how I think he's really close to Marty. Oh Ramon. okay. And so he was, you know, saying this is the best man I know basically, and and all of that, and that's fine. I you know I think Raymond <laughs> God I hate it. Is there any oh. way to say a French name without sounding douchey at the same time?
1: No. Um Science is trying.
0: <laughs> a bit you know, I think Raymond uh hired him for one of his original jobs and so it's uh, like come full circle. okay. Uh, But he says, nothing is more important to us during this rebuild than making sure our players and coaches are fully committed to our plan, our values, and our system of play. We have every confidence in Marty Raymond's coaching and the effect and determination of our team, and then the sincerity of our players' apology. We are now treating this as a team matter and will be making no further comment to the media, and they released a statement from the players at the same time that says, we want to apologize publicly to Marty Raymond, our teammates and coaches for our comments in Phoenix, Arizona on October 29th. Our private conversation was recorded without our knowledge or consent. We're passionate about our team and focusing on growing together. We are grateful for the support of our fans and organization. This is an important learning experience and we will do better. I don't, we haven't talked about this really at all, so I don't know how you feel I'll say some stuff, and then you can say some stuff, unless you'd rather say stuff first.
1: No, go for it. Okay. I'm looking at your notes. You tell me.
0: I have seen a lot of good hockey men, old hockey men, really hating on this driver. And let's get out of the way that the driver's scummy, and he's crappy, and this was a shitty thing to Mm -hmm. do. That's fine. I, I agree with all that. However, this is on these players. To me, it really is. I mm-hmm. I get it. I get the arguments against that. But this kind of idea that they're in private, they're not in private. There's an eighth guy that they don't know in this cab with them. And they're having this conversation. And I realize you should be able to talk in public. I'm not saying what happened was okay. But I feel like... People our age... I don't know about you, but anytime I say a text message...
1: Millennials? Yes. Sure. I'm one of them It's a buzzword. Hello, People fellow, love it.
0: Hello, fellow millennials. Anytime I send a text message that's even mildly inflammatory, I have a two-second panic attack as I make sure that I sent it to the right
1: person. Oh, 100%. Okay.
0: I think our generation is just programmed a little different differently with this stuff. There's technology on all the time. And I don't, like... Just because something happened in private, if you shouldn't have been saying it and you get caught, sucks to be you. Mm -hmm. When that Clippers owner, I forget his name, but when he went on that racist tirade, yeah, that shouldn't have become public knowledge, but it did, and it sucks to be him. Like, I don't really have an excuse for these players, especially... Matt.
1: <laughs> Matt Duchesne.
0: Matt. Matt.
1: Golden boy Matt Duchesne. Matt.
0: You know, we talked earlier in the genesis of our podcast, when we were innocent and the wool was still <laughs> over our eyes, we always talked about the comments about that Doug Armstrong made pretty publicly about how they weren't interested in pursuing Matt Duchesne because he didn't have the character that they needed in this locker room. And we have criticized those comments in the past. And boy, oh boy, good job, Dougie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he did his research.
0: I, I just, this is such a, a, a chimeric, which is a word I learned today. I was going to say chimera anyway, but then I
2: learned that chimeric
0: <laughs> is a word. So this is such a chimeric group of players. It's two veterans and senators terms, which is the twenty like six year old Matt Duchesne and the 28-year-old Chris Weidman. It's two players who were a shark a month ago in mm-hmm. Chris Tierney and Dylan DeMello. So, like, you've played with those guys and traveled with those guys. Like, you know them, but you don't really know them yet. Mm-hmm. And then it's three young up-and-coming players, Thomas Shabbat, who's, like, a friggin' world-beating superhero right now, uh, Alex Forman, who's already been sent down. I'm sure it had <laughs> nothing to do with this. Get out of here, and boy! Colin White. out of here, <laughs> boy! I. What are you doing, Matt? What What are you like the other six?
1: Trying to get traded. Oh my
0: god! I don't. What do Again. you What do you think about all this? Because I'm not making my thoughts very.
2: Coherent. coherent
1: mine haven't been thus far so you're fine I uh, i kind of felt the same way because i first saw it and thought man this is bad for the senators that was my first thought I'm like this is just not good and then it's slowly more and more people are like yeah but it shouldn't have been put out there in the first place it does
0: suck for the senators
1: yeah and so, i don't
0: really believe in like curses or bad juju or anything but what the hell is going on out there like, could Just this story have happened to any other franchise?
1: Not right now, no. The Red Wings suck. Would this have happened to the Red Wings? No. Oh. Well, then there was a rumor that apparently they had this video. Who? The, the senators.
0: senators. Yeah, I bet they did.
1: And then it came out. Because
0: the guy was trying to circulate it before it got coverage. Okay. They they apparently stiffed the guy on his tent. Oh, that's, damn. That's not an excuse to do this.
1: Five-star all your Uber drivers, folks.
0: That's not an excuse Five to do this. But freaking Tim, what the hell is wrong with you? He just drove seven of you across town. I don't...
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I... Everything
0: to me is... There is nothing that makes me sympathetic to the players in this. Nothing at all.
1: Yeah, I have because a hard were... time with the whole, like, Sorry. argument that, like, they're like, well... Uber, you know, Uber shouldn't be filming. This shouldn't come out. I don't have a problem with it, and that I do agree with it. Like yeah, like you said, bad luck for Uber. It's done. Uber, but by it, the way,
0: had ads. The oh, I saw night that. Yeah, in the Ottawa
1: arena. But like you said, what's great. what's done is done. It's done. It's out there. Bad on Uber, bad. They'll fix this or whatever. But and now Ottawa's was the deal with It's Uber. This. It's
0: on this one asshole. Yeah. You know, there's well, only so much they could it
1: do. It always turns into, like, I already saw tweets well, where people sure. were like, come on, Uber. Yeah, and I'm like, what I the fuck that. did Uber, I mean, well, Uber going to do?
0: But yeah, it's this always is. like the one dude at the post office yeah. goes crazy. And it's like, this is the postal <laughs> services
1: problem. That <laughs> <laughs> I, I, makes me think of, like, you're at a restaurant. And I've had this happen to me before with going out with coworkers. And they flip out at the waiter. Because the food's taking forever. I'm like, he's not cooking it. Also, this place is filled with human beings. Yeah. It ain't his fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, reversed.
0: The, the other thing here is, like, they were being shitty people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's been covered enough. Like, we all, yes, we all talk about people behind their back. We've known since we were four that that was bad. Mm-hmm. And that we shouldn't do it. That's
1: what I mean. It doesn't excuse you because when you say, well, everyone else does this. Yeah, and it's been shitty for everyone else.
0: And we've all probably gotten caught once. And no, we're not public personas, but that's part of the price that's built into the millions of dollars you're making. I Mm. mean, for Weidman and (laughs) Duchesne, not for the rest of these poor bastards. But, like... (laughs) <laughs> You're... Po- I, I'm sorry. I don't... I just... I don't have sympathy for them. Especially Matt Duchesne, who we now know... Like, this is just a confirmation of, like, what was growing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Of, like, oh, this guy is an asshole. Like, we thought we knew that, but now
1: we know that. We should have always known. His last name is Duchesne. That's true. He's so close. It's so, it's cool. so close.
0: Um, I just don't, like... I, I don't know. It's it's terrible for the Senators. Because here's the position the Senators are in. They have to get rid of these players.
1: Basically. The, Ooh, not Shabbat. You gotta keep Shabbat. You gotta keep Shabbat.
0: But he's like a bystander. I'm mostly Wideman and Duchesne. The other guys are kids. Who, or newcomers who like. You know, yeah, those One of those two is the one that should have put the kibash on this. <laughs> Duchesne... You made the worst trade in history. One of the worst trades in history to get him. It's so bad that when we talk about the Brandon Saad trade later, it will be one of the ones
1: that might be worse. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, for sure.
0: It's so bad. I mean, it's so, so bad.
1: That saved Joe you Sackett's career. You got him for
0: a, a season and a half. If he plays the rest of this season which you can't let him do because you have to trade him and salvage anything you can now. I don't know much about Weidman. He's from St. Louis. Cool.
1: <laughs> I don't want him.
0: I don't want him either. I'm just saying.
1: Then I got to hear more damn stories about how he's, uh, oh, he loves putting on the jersey and what sure an I honor guess. it is. Yeah, that's it's not an honor, folks. Least, we have hey, no cup.
0: Hey, at least he's listed as from St. Louis and not from Chesterfield. Hey, well, there you we'll go. we that. But, like, so it sucks for the synergies there. It also sucks because now the players have publicly proclaimed their loss of faith in the system.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I am a little surprised they still have really some stay of these guys. There. Why do they still have Guy Boucher? I Guy don't Boucher. Don't know. Guy Boucher. I
0: think he, you know, they were talking about him on. I don't know if it was Dangle or 31 Thoughts today. I think Dangle. About how he's a pretty good coach. He's Mm -hmm. like a good motivator. So maybe he's good for your players. But like.
1: To me it feels like we're going to rebuild. Get like a new guy to start building with. I guess. If you're
0: rebuilding as much as you are. Get a transitional coach who you can pay dirt. To suck for three years.
1: Andy Murray.
0: Yeah. Sure. Whoever.
1: You're on the blue line. You're on the gray line.
0: Jeremy Colaton. Whatever. Whatever his name is. Oh we'll get to him. So there's no faith in Raymond. Like imagine if everything that we think about Mike Van Ryn as a group collectively, Blues Twitter right now. Imagine if there was a video of Joel Edmondson and six other players talking about, "Oh my God, Mike Van Ryn sucks." Then just get rid of him. I mean, (laughs) get rid of the players too. But like,
1: oh man, I'd be.
0: He has like we talk about. Well, I think Mikey has lost the room. Mm -hmm. But this guy's definitely lost the room. It's now public information. So they're like between a rock and a stupid place. And I don't know what you do about it. Personally, I have no idea.
1: I think Ottawa's just living day to day, baby. That's all you can do.
0: They have literally like the worst... I have never known a sport team that is sadder than what they are right now.
1: It's sad that we're behind them in the sand things. But just barely, but yeah. it's sad. It's all Thomas Shabbat.
0: <sighs> so that I guess I guess with that we can bring an end to our Senators Sadness Summit. <laughs>
1: To the base. Base camp. Uh,
0: but we can move on to our King's Cacophony Corner. King's Catastrophe Corner. There we go.
1: Yours um, <laughs> better than mine. Uh-huh. I was like, King's Conundrum Crazy Town. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um John Stevens was fired earlier this week.
1: The one team that's probably worse than us.
0: The only team in the Western Conference with fewer points than the St. Louis Blues. Hooray! <laughs> hey, at least Dougie protected that tech baby. Oh, yeah. We are
1: square. We are losing for Hughes. We are Huse square him.
0: beyond compare. <laughs> um, John Stevens was fired. I'm not going to talk much about this. Nolan only Stevens' father. Nolan Stevens' father, yes. So maybe he comes assistant coach.
1: No, he's terrible. He was fired. <laughs> so no, was I my, Yo!
0: <laughs> anyway. The Kings are a shithole organization now. Aw. <laughs> they are. I, did, I they are. I don't know. Their big <laughs> move this summer was bringing in O.U. Kovalchuk.
1: They had so many like, old guys and they said, we in, need another old guy. In my
0: head, I was like, this is a terrible decision. But I didn't come out and say it as much as I wanted to, so I'm not trying to get credit after the fact. But I'm just saying, like, that's an old team that's getting older, that wants to be fast but isn't, and none of their young players are producing. Tanner Pearson, Tyler Toffoli, supposed to be the next wave? Nope. Nope. Jonathan Quick is awful terrestrial lately.
1: And he's out. Forever. And he's out
0: forever. It's not a great look. So, in the space of about a week, two former Western Conference powerhouse slash borderline dynasties came to an end. And now, an hour into our podcast, let's get to the meat of what we need to talk about, as is (laughs) our
1: one. always, this (laughs) always happens. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. We're back.
0: Joe Quinville was fired. You know, when we get sponsors on this thing. This'll be ideal for them. Because we can keep teasing, talking about sponsors, and then it's like, but first, let's talk to you about Tommy John.
1: How about M&M peanut butter peanuts? They're like Reese's peanut butter peanut M&Ms, but they're not. And that's why we don't have sponsors, folks. Nature's box? Ooh. Uh, Awfully scandalous of you, nature.
0: Joel Quinville. (laughs) Was scapegoated by Stan Bowman earlier this year. Earlier this week, let's try for a little while to talk about strictly the Blackhawks implications you. of this. Just okay. for a minute, Stan Bowman isn't a good general manager. He was. I'm not convinced. You he don't ever think was. he was. I think.
1: He didn't screw up. He for drafted a while.
0: Patrick Kane. When he got the number one pick and Patrick Kane was the number one pick. He deserves no more credit for that. Was that even him or was it Talon? I don't know. Whoever it was deserves no more credit for that than uh, Peter Chiarelli deserves for drafting Conor McDavid. He did get Jonathan Taves. I think they're good at scouting. They like. Overall, because they keep getting guys Yogi Haru, Mm -hmm. Dylan Sakura, Alex Debrinkat. Nick 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 Schmaltz, yes, mm-hmm. right. Yep, we got him. The top half, great. <laughs> Toivo Taravine, and Vinny Hinestroza, Nick Drommerson. The problem is half of the people I just named have been traded. To do what?
1: But for great return, to I'm sure. To do what?
0: To dump salary. And what have they done with that salary? I don't know. You tell me. You signed Cam Ward. Mm-hmm. That was three million dollars wasted. I think...
1: We walked by the biggest one. I mean, the most obvious one. Oh, we're getting there. Okay. I figured it'd The trade, Artem, Mm -hmm.
0: Artem. That was a great signing to get him out of... Was he playing in the KHL, I guess?
1: Yeah.
0: He's great. The
1: worst trade. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad.
0: I want to say it's worse than the Duchesne trade. I don't know that I can
1: they're, I think they're both bad, but in different ways.
0: At the time, at the time, you more than me, and I'm not trying to scapegoat you.
1: I'll say it. But, I thought it was okay. And,
0: and I thought it was bad, mm-hmm. but we were both saying, but I get it. You can't keep off in two years. off. Did I do that twice? Did I say Nisam off earlier?
1: You said Artem, but I was like maybe you're saying Artemi. I don't know. I'm yeah. giving you the benefit no, of the doubt. His name's dot.
0: Artemi Panarin. He's the bread man.
1: <laughs> he's a, We all know so you it.
0: Can't keep him. So I understand why you have to trade him for something. In hindsight, you had to keep him.
1: Mm-hmm. What were you thinking?
0: <laughs> I what you're dumping all this cap room and for what?
1: Yeah, for nothing.
0: For what? Who's getting paid on that team? I mean, I know who's getting well, paid. Know. Yeah. But, like, beyond them, they don't have anybody. I'm going to pull up their cap friendly right now. And then, to go backwards, to trade for Brandon Saad, who you already had, because your, your golden boys demanded it, it just...
1: I hope they're happy.
0: Brandon Saw makes $6 million. How many more million dollars than that is our Timmy Panarin going to come in? Maybe three?
1: Maybe. At the three. high end.
0: He gets maybe nine for seven.
1: He gets eight. I think he gets eight I think for he sure. he gets eight
0: for eight. And he deserves Man, eight
1: for eight. Eight for eight.
0: That's $2 million of difference to have... A far better player than anyone else on your team than Patrick Kane. He's easily a better actual hockey player than Jonathan Taze. Jonathan Taze is integral. He's a leader. <laughs> he wins a lot of face-offs. All of that stuff. Great. Not actually as good a hockey player as Artemi Panarin. They are paying Artemi Nisimov $4.5 Maybe a stretch. He's all right. <laughs> Seabrook and Keith are combined eleven. Kane and Taves are a combined 20. So that's 31 of your, what, $75 million. If you add the eight of Panarin to that and the six of Crawford to that, you're getting way out there. You're at mm-hmm. like $45, 46000000 million. But then you've got $30 million to build the rest of your team. And you've got all your stars. That shouldn't be that hard. You can trade Artem and off. That's the thing I don't get, is they trade their young, cost-controlled players to dump old contracts, and I get that, but, like, those are the guys you need to manage a team. What were they thinking, trading Nicholas Drolmerson? What were they thinking? <laughs> like, what were they thinking? And Tevo Teravine to get mm-hmm. rid of one year of Brian Bickle's contract? If you'd waited till this year, you wouldn't have Brian Bickle's contract. And you'd have to, to, that, that guy. <laughs> T-squared, as they've always <laughs> called him. Mm-hmm. I just... This team is done.
1: I, Put a fork in them. they done.
0: I've seen some people, I think even Elliot Freeman was kind of like, I think there's still something... No. It's done. It's over. There's nothing. Yeah, there's scorched earth. Corey Crawford, he's healthy now. Vertigo's weird. Yeah, you don't, don't know which way is up it forever.
1: He didn't look, he <laughs> didn't look good tonight against the hurricane, I'll tell you that. He was angry.
0: Friggin' Elliot Friedman as keeps going on this kick. I think Elliot Friedman probably the smartest guy in hockey, but he's got this one insane theory that they can trade the Duncan Keith contract. It's which it, he's just out of his mind. It's five point five million for four more years, five more years. He's already thirty
1: five. Oh no 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 no!
0: It's not. I he keeps maybe to like
1: maybe to a team that needs to hit the cap because I'm sure they owe him less. Than yeah, I mean five.
0: I, they could get rid of it, but yeah. he keeps talking about like, well, if they want to rebuild.
1: Oh, like a solid trade? No, 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 yeah. no, no. no.
0: I, and do respect a to dump. I don't know if he's not looking at the term on that still, or the age, because he keeps talking about, like, he's serviceable, and I'm like, yeah, the 5.5 is too much for serviceable.
1: If you get decent picks and, like, some good prospects... Uh, tra- trade K. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like, from this trade, but also, like, just down the line, like, you make some good picks in the next year or two, and you're like, wow, this guy's going to be a star. Why not Why not trade someone that's going to be fucking worth something to somebody? Shit, do you trade? Do you trade Patrick Kane or do you trade Jonathan Taves first? Do you trade Patrick Kane, right? Right.
0: I would trade Patrick Kane first because you're gonna get a rock star. Return. You'll get
1: the most for him. I
0: don't. Jonathan Taves
1: does. it's like a better value That's a better us. You're just kind of like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't. I mean, Jonathan Taves is getting paid way too much. He's.
1: If he you, was yeah. red
0: hot to start the season. He's just not. On the ice, he's not that impactful. Yeah. A if
1: you're Chicago and you suck, and Patrick Kane's not going to be able to carry your limp body across the finish line, trade him for something huge. Man, you could trade that and dude for like... you also don't yeah. have to have
0: Patrick Kane on your team anymore. It's a win-win. Yeah.
1: Maybe your so organization's can watch a little your clean.
0: Sport and not feel gross. Which I get. I mean, women wear Patrick Kane jerseys. God bless them. They're entitled to do whatever they want. But
1: Women's rights. <laughs>
0: We support him. <laughs> but
1: no joke.
0: Okay, we we've talked about the Blackhawks. Mm. They're hellfire. Their new coach is thirty three years old, and he has to be because they owe Joel Quinville and his assistants like fourteen million dollars over the next two seasons. And even the Blackhawks Blackhawks aren't that rich,
2: mm-hmm. so they
0: have to hire some thirty three year old kid. Last I checked, they were getting beat four nothing in the first period. Not great. Not ideal. By the by. <laughs> By the same Hurricanes team that we almost shut out the other day. It's not good. One thing we can know for certain is that Joel Quinville was not the problem
1: for this team. Right? Yeah, and Stan Bowman.
0: Oh, it finished 4-3, so they battled back, but not enough.
1: (laughs) Sorry, folks, not enough. Yeah, it was Stan Bowman. Stan Bowman made boneheaded trades. Uh him and Quinville, I don't know what they didn't see eye to eye on. They talk about it a lot about over oh, the and last he
0: denies it, which is just a lie. Bowman? Yeah. Over
1: the last six years, they've said that they he that Quinville and Bowman have had problems with each other. They've never I think
0: one of the problems that I've heard repeatedly is that Quinville didn't want to trade Nick with Stromerson.
1: Oh, okay. because he's
0: not an idiot. <laughs> Oh, you want to trade our cost-controlled, not-old, not-aging defenseman who's good? Please do that. And I think Quinville also didn't want to trade Henestrosa. Because he's not an idiot. I don't like it. They've dumped so much cap, and they're still right up against the cap. I don't understand it.
1: That was something I think in the 31 Thoughts, Elliot Freeman brought up, was he thought there was going to be when does the magic wear off for the Blackhawks? You know, when do they... How much loyalty do they have to either the coach or the GM or any of the players? And it's kind of sad that the first thing to go was Quinville. I mean, it's great for us, great for the rest of the league, but for the Blackhawks, for fans, man, I did not see a single Blackhawks fan that was like, all right, this makes sense, this is good for us. All of them were pissed. They uh, they are turning on Stan Bowman, and I think, I don't know... They missed the playoffs last year, right? And the year before he's they got swept out. At the end of the season. If they miss this year, right? He's out. It's gotta
0: be. The I think the only reason he's there right now is that his last name is Bowman.
1: Now that. he'll have a
0: job as soon as he's fired. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, <laughs> and and I think like I think he'd be a better team builder than a team sustainer.
1: Mhm.
0: I'd rather have him on the front end than the back end of a run. But still, he should be gone. Now, an hour and 12 minutes of the podcast. Here comes
1: the meat brought to you by Schnook's Meat Department. Tastes like meat. If you're here, you're family. I don't think that's the what? one. But. We went for two things, neither of them are Schnooks. Isn't it fresh food, fresh delivery, get the fresh out of here.
0: Fresh food, fresh delivery. Papa John's. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, I knew it was one of them. <laughs> uh, um, you're thinking of
1: it's fresh, it's friendly, it's Deerberg's. I, I, honestly, I was Schnucks. not. <laughs> <laughs> Schnook's
0: is something else, which our listener Garrett will know because he works for them.
1: What was shopping saves before they went under? Was it like, well,
0: <laughs> we can be bought for <laughs> price? <laughs> i think it was literally you shop you save which was like yeah that's kind of already there
1: not the smartest clientele (laughs) they're advertising to
0: how do we reinforce that this place is a place where you can both shop and save well, we could name it Shop and Say. That's a great idea, but I don't think it's enough. Yeah, they
1: won't get it. <laughs> no one gets it.
0: Okay, so now an hour and fourteen minutes into our podcast, Joel Quinville is a free agent. Why have the Blues not already signed him? Go.
1: Uh, this organization is cursed. We'll never have Joel Quinville again. <laughs> uh, we can't have nice things. It'd be it's so perfect. It is so perfect, this timing, that it it cannot work.
0: It makes so much
1: sense that it will not happen.
0: You mentioned how you didn't see a single Blackhawks fan. Oh, yeah. That was happy about this. I have never... Granted, we've only been crazy active for two years now, 18 months. I have never seen... Any any group of people on Twitter, <laughs> much less just Blue's Twitter, so unanimously agreed mm-hmm. on something. There was not a single dissenting voice. Do you understand? <laughs> Jake Allen could slap a puck into his own net from the blue line, <laughs> and there'd be at least one person that said, that's really the defense, <laughs> that sh- they should have fished that out for him. <laughs> but on Joel Quinville, everyone's agreed. We made one of the biggest mistakes in our franchise's history, firing him the first time. Bill Lloyd was a cheap bastard at that <laughs> point and wanted to sell the team. He fired him. McKinnis retired. He traded Pronger. He traded weight all in a year's time, basically. Good stuff. You all know what happened to us. We went on to the worst season in our history. Got saddled with Eric Johnson as the number one overall pick. (laughs) And the rest was a sad, sad history. We rebounded. Thank you, Tom Stillman. We love you. Mm -hmm. How have we had two owners since 2006? By the way. Anyway. St. (laughs) Louis Blues. Quimville went on to be okay in Colorado, but not good enough because they were demanding results right away. And then, obviously, we know what happened in Chicago. He was voted by the NHLPA last year as the coach the most players wanted to play for. So, even if he's hard on his players, he's not hard in the way that Hitch was hard on his players.
1: <laughs> Man, can you imagine anyone voting for, like, Hitch is the play- guy <laughs> I want to play for? Holy shit. You
0: didn't dump it in good
2: enough.
0: <laughs> um... I've tried I've tried to see a flaw in hiring Joel Quinville and there isn't one and here's the thing I'm never sympathetic when you tell me well the owner doesn't want to spend the money Tom Stillman said we could spend to the cat this year he backed it up the cat's going up next year if his plan is to spend to the cap next year then make this the cap mm-hmm. make Joel. Quinville's contract, the cap. And here's the thing. It's going to be cheaper than market value, probably. <laughs> so I want to explain a misconception because we've heard this a lot. A lot of people out there, they're not naysaying the idea, but they are kind of pumping the brakes on the possibility of it because they're kind of. there are people that are of the belief that the Blackhawks have to approve Quinville's next move. That's not true. They have a contract with him that's still in effect even though they fired him. But he doesn't work for them. He gets paid by them. So he's a free agent, basically. The thing they have control over is basically to release him of his contract to them, they have to negotiate with the new team. They owe him $12 million over two years. They are not going to shoot themselves in the foot to the tune of 12 million dollars just to punish the Blues. Mm-hmm. That is not going to happen. So if Joel Quinville decides he wants to work for the Blues, they'll find an agreement. If that means we have to pay all 12 million of those dollars, so be it. I don't care. <laughs> you have to get you have to get Joel Quinville. You have to do it. There's not, I, I've, I alluded to it earlier. To me, there are three very queer problems on this team. Jay Bomeester is a problem that is set to resolve itself at the end of the year. Jake Allen is a problem. He will be bought out at the end of the year. I guarantee it. Ooh. Mike Yeo Spicy. is a problem. Those are the three problems. There are other problems. They're so minor in comparison there's, you know, Pat Maroon's a little stale, whatever.
1: What about Jaden Schwartz?
0: Every team has minor problems. The Maple Leafs lost Austin Matthews for a month, and they sucked for a couple of games. That's a minor problem, because when he comes back healthy, he's going to be Austin Matthews again. Yeah, Jaden Schwartz, minor problem, unless he's fallen off the face of the planet permanently, which seems unlikely. So your three big problems are your coach... J. Bo Meester, and Jake Allen. The best coach in hockey is available to you right now. The What's the, uh, are there any other candidates? Mike Babcock, maybe?
1: Oh, for best coach? Yeah. I'd I'm, say those are the top two.
0: I'm literally thinking team by team right
1: now. Uh, Peter Laviolette's all right. He's this pretty good. Pretty
0: good. Barry Trotz, I guess, is good. Mm-hmm. Gallant. That's good. But overall, I would say those two guys are at the top. One of them is a free agent right now. And he has history in your city. He likes your city. He's on record saying he loved it in St. Louis. The teams, and this is the other thing too, the teams that are going to be vying for his services at the end of this season, if he waits that long, are all going to have been bad enough to fire their coach. So he's not going to step in and manage the Penguins. He's not going to step in and manage the Maple Leafs, coach the Maple Leafs. I I think you have every ability to win this race. And if it were me, if I were Stoneman, if he wants to take a break, you find the price you need to pay to make him not want to take a break. I mean it's not my money so it's easy for me to say that but like show me the money. I just do it. Just how is it not done already? And that's <laughs> why I'm like I'm thinking like you where It's like no, they will just they will just botch this cuz they're the worst.
1: Yeah, like you texted me the other day, they'll fire Mike Yo and they'll bring in Elaine Vignot and they'll sign him for like a 3-year contract and you're like, "Oh my god. What have we done? Why? <laughs> why 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 why?" It's it's too good to be true. I honestly don't believe we'll do it because it makes too much sense. We have a good team on paper or whatever. I think they're just underachieving now. You have an amazing coach. And they're
0: underachieving mostly because of their coach.
1: Yeah, you have an amazing coach available. But I'm sure he's going to take his time. I, I, I guarantee you he's not coaching this season anywhere else. I think he's going to wait, see, see what suitors he has. I do think though that Stillman or Armstrong has probably already called him and talked to him to just let them know their general interest, which probably feels a little weird when you like have Mike Yo and you're like calling a other coach like just so you know this dude's not long for here. We will need <laughs> we'll need one of you soon.
0: Well back in the day, um we pretty openly talked to Mike Babcock, right? Yeah. When Hitch was still here. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: And not even, like, it wasn't even immediately before it was fired. I mean, I think it was after one of our kind of lesser seasons, but I think it was maybe the year <laughs> before the conference final. One of the lesser
2: seasons.
0: <laughs> you know, like season seven of Friends, one of yeah. the lesser seasons.
1: <laughs> I didn't like this one so much. <laughs> um.
0: So we've done, I mean, there's precedent there. Mm-hmm. They have to be talking to him. Like I wish Oh
1: they hundred percent I just wish
0: Jeremy Rutherford would tell me that. I just I like I want a word of news about this.
1: No, this would be one of those weird ones where you kind of forget and it's like a Sunday and they're like they hired Joe Quimville or something like, huh? What? <laughs> oh
2: huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean I just like Saint Louis Blues Twitter was ablaze yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it Wednesday?
1: What day is today? Thursday. No, yesterday was Wednesday. Tuesday. Was it yesterday or Tuesday? It was on Tuesday. It was before the game because yeah. I wanted to start a "We Want Q" chant. Yes. No one did. I was disappointed in everyone, <laughs>
0: especially myself.
1: <laughs> oh, always.
0: I, like, I'm. I feel like we're just kind of rambling incoherently because it's so cut and dry. There's no argument against. The only mm. argument against is. Tom Stillman's too cheap, which I don't think we have any evidence for. Not yet. We certainly don't have evidence that he's cheap. There's two <laughs> other factors here. He's getting a f- fantastic arena <laughs>
1: upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> like a f- fucking arena <laughs> upgrade. Oh,
0: fuck! Um, he's doing that. Yeah. And the team is overall good. Oh, and the other thing... The value of all NHL teams is just skyrocketing. That doesn't mean he has more liquid cash than he's had before, but the value of the Blues and the arena has easily doubled since he bought them, I would think, without question. I don't
1: know. I got a minor in economics, but. I didn't even know that. Not serving me now. GDP! (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
0: I'd just do it. Just do it. Just.
1: It seems very cut and dry.
0: How can you not do it? How How is it not already done? I don't...
1: Mm-mm, it's not happening. It's ever. Not, it's
2: not happening.
1: I've the said only, a lot like, that Mike Yo is going to get fired each week, and I don't think that's going to happen anymore. The
0: only world I accept, even at all, is Uh-oh. if you go get Sheldon Keith. Or... Somebody who's like a hot seat. Hot seat Ooh, your prized young combat. boy. I don't like. That's the the only.
1: You don't want uh, A V. No, at this point, if Nobody Joel Quinville's out
0: there, I would. I was like kind of on the fence about A V in the first place because I think he's hitching yo part three. Mm-hmm. I think a oh lot God. of his flaws are the same. He's yeah, probably agreed. Better overall, but he's gonna over rely on veterans and under rely on youth, which isn't a problem for Quinville. That's the other frigging. <laughs> fantastical thing is that he utilizes young players all the time. Do it! (laughs) Just do it! Wake up! (laughs) Wake up!
2: Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up!
0: Wake up and do it! Jake Allen is terrible. <laughs> a buyout for him would cost us a $1.5 million cap hit for the next four years. That's not entirely true. It would be $700,000 next year, then one point eight the year after that, and then one point five for the next two years. I think it's going to happen. Because you can't trade him. That's spicy. Unless he just wakes up. He will not wake which up. I don't. I think it's just gone.
1: You will not wake up out of his seat. <laughs> he is firmly in his seat.
0: I don't. He can't fix Alan. But he has the cachet to say, "You're not starting anymore."
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, man! Oh, come in, come in here, and say that I would. Gonna, Rally Love around you
0: Chad Johnson. We're gonna play good hockey
1: We're already this far and yeah, man If I could have like a video of Joe Quimble going to the locker room like mm, you ain't starting no more. I'd be <laughs> like Oh, my goodness, sir. Just like marry me now he gets Jay and Jake in a corner You two fucks ain't <laughs> starting. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he sounds okay, look I it up
0: I'm so badly Happen,
1: Ian. Yeah, this is like when the action figure it's right there. It's on the shelf. If your parents would just pay for it, just pony up and stop being cheap and just pay for that goddamn action figure. But they won't. They won't. You have to wait till Christmas and guess what? You don't get it on Christmas. They forgot. They forgot. Cause you don't matter. Where are uh, we? What are we? We're back to hockey. And
0: you know what the worst thing is? This is going to be Tavares 2.0. Yep. And we're going to drag uh, it out all year because he's going to want his little rusty poo. And we're going to be like, I think there's really a chance. <laughs> I think we could really get Joel Tavares.
1: <laughs> oh, I we're really back. with think... the watch. Woo, woo, <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> Never again! Ah, oh, Quimble watch. Here we go. Uh,
0: I think we could get, and everybody will be like, <laughs> and we're like, but no, he played in juniors with Larry Robinson.
1: <laughs> oh no! See, it is. That's what I keep thinking. It is Tavares over again. It makes sense, and then it makes less sense because some random team like. D- like Detroit fires Botterill or whatever, whatever his name is. <laughs> not Botterill. <laughs> What's Flashle. his name? Flashell. Let's start with a B. Uh, they try and fire Botterill. They go, that's not your organization. Is like... And they go, oh, well, of course Detroit's going to get Joel Quinville," And then everyone just forgets about the blues. But
0: then I'm like, but
2: Detroit sucks.
1: And that's why he's going there, to help them rebuild. Uh, oh, what a what a world that would be.
2: <laughs>
1: and we'll be. Watch it happen.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. I think the podcast is over. <laughs> we're we're humming Willy Wonka tunes.
0: Folks, here's the skinny. Joel Quinville
1: <laughs> has to over. be
0: the next head coach of the St. Louis Boys. Four. Or the second to next, if they fire you and have <laughs> oh, to hire I a
1: or whoever in the or edit.
0: or <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're jumping off a building. I'm jumping off a building. <laughs> this house.
0: I will eat the shoe <laughs> that you have to eat when the Maple Leafs don't trade batteries It's a
1: sock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: I will eat the black wickerish that you never ate mm. for whatever you said wouldn't come true that did.
1: Oh, I think I dodged that one. Was it? Did you? Oh, I don't know. I did. Check the tape. Don't I, check
0: I tape. will actually read, cover to cover, Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace, and my eyes will bleed. That's what I will, that's the That's the wager I will make.
1: That'll be, that, uh... It's 950
0: oh pages.
1: That five hour YouTube video of Stephen reading silently <laughs> will be up on our YouTube page.
0: Oh. <laughs> Like twenty-five hours. Easy. Uh folks, Ian's not gonna be here next week. He's gonna be in Hawaii mm-hmm. because life is terribly hard on him and he doesn't give two shits
2: about you people.
0: <laughs> I will be here toiling away and the co-host of my choosing and I will be explaining why. Joel Quinville is the new head coach of the Florida Panthers.
1: i straight. <laughs> Come on down to Florida Panthers. Until time. then,
0: aloha. Oh, it's whatever.
1: Bye.
0: <laughs> we here at the Two Guys No Cup podcast now present this outtake for your listening pleasure. What's up, everything? We've only got one game to talk about this week, but thankfully the NHL has provided us with plenty of news and notes to discuss, including the firings of Joel Quinville and John Stevens, and more fat fodder for our fuck, 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 (laughs) holy fuck!